0: Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Hey folks, CJ Grimm here from Poking Dead Things. It's a hard job doing what we do, and it can get kind of gross. We know that you work hard too, so I'm here to tell you that at the end of a hard day, nothing beats a hot bath and a cold beer. So
1: treat yourself right head to Twisted Willow Soap Company and indulge in a bath bomb with your favorite six-pack. Remember, the only girly thing about a bath bomb are the sounds you're going to make in excitement. Twisted Willow Soap Company. Body. Mind. Soul. How many lessons of faith and beauty we should lose if there were no winter in our year? Welcome to Solar Festivals Yule, the 71st episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 19th century minister, abolitionist, and soldier, Thomas Wentworth Higginson. You may call me
0: Ode. You can call me Carr, and I'm damn glad this is our last Wheel of the Year episode. <laughs> yes. And you're also Ode's father. I am also <laughs> Ode's father.
2: Merry meet. My name is Gwyn. I'm Ode's mother, and yeah, I, I'm actually kind of glad this is our final... Our final uh, holiday, holiday content. No, ever. no, I
0: don't want to say that. It's our final Wheel of the Year because yeah, that's true. we that's never true. asked for other holidays and that's true. to be so, covered. Yeah. So. so
2: there's a little hint for you there will be upcoming holidays mm-hmm. to be discussed. But they in will the future. not be the wheel of the year but percent. they'll not no. be Done the wheel with these of these holidays. The year. Although I've been looking forward to today because there's a lot about Yule slash Christmas slash <laughs> December Christmas. holidays. <laughs> That we can discuss. Yes. That, that we didn't really talk about last time because it was more the mechanic. Well there's some.
0: First things first, First housekeeping. Yep. Yeah, so we have a few more patrons that have joined us since we last recorded. So for our hunter Pablo, our hunter Suzanne, and our hunter Alwyn, thank you for being here. And then we had one new kitten.
2: We love you, kitten. And Mm -hmm. we love our, did you say hunters? Yeah, three
0: hunters. Three hunters.
2: We love you, hunters. Thank you and welcome.
0: And then I wanted to promote this. Ode doesn't even know about this.
2: I know. This is a new thing. He he told
0: me. This is kind of
2: cool, actually. So
0: I was playing around on Patreon on today. Like you do. And found that they now offer delivered rewards. So, if you become a leopard, you get a 4x4 four 3-pack four sticker. Oh. And you have to be a leopard for 3 months. It's Patreon's yep. rules, not ours. And then they will print it and ship it to you. If you, nice. With
2: the uh, family cats.
0: Yep. That's neat. If you become a panther, which is $30 or more, you get a mug with oh. the family cats on it shipped mm-hmm. to you.
2: And again, it's that you have to be a... 3 months. 3 months. Yeah.
0: And if you become a Jaguar. 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 You get a three-pack T-shirt.
2: Now, that's very neat. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you're already in those levels, three months from now, you will get those.
2: Right. That three months starts this month?
0: Starts, starts this, this, well, starts probably January. January. Okay, January. Yep.
2: It's a new thing that they're rolling out. Okay. Yep. And then so, for three months, if you hold on to that, that level, level of yep. patronage, you get, you get, a, specific, you get yeah. a
0: reward. Yep. So, um, there you, you go. You all got in on the inside of stuff we're doing, too, because <laughs> I don't tell everybody everything.
1: No. <laughs> 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 I frequently find out things that we're doing live on the podcast. <laughs> I've
0: gotten better at it. You have. That's good. Okay. Uh,
1: so is so that how
0: it's cute?
1: nope. We have a little, a little bit more. So next week, not recording. Right. Yes, next week there will not be an episode because our recording time is Yule, and, and we'll we're going to be, be celebrating celebrating doing Yule. Yule things. Yep. So there will be no episode next week. The episode 28th. after that, yeah, which we will be recording on the 28th,
0: which is our two-year anniversary. Two-year anniversary, anniversary two-year anniversary. Two-year anniversary.
1: Woo! That is going to be drunk divination. We are going to bring our divination tools to the table and be hammered. Drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> and hopefully you guys will join us in the Discord and ask questions. questions.
0: said do not take any readings seriously no, no, because we're <laughs> going to
1: be drunk. And although <laughs> this is for fun, and although getting a little bit. Tipsy can certainly, if you are in the right framework, elevate sure. your, right, right. your connectivity. We're going to be getting more than tipsy. <laughs> more than a little <laughs> tipsy.
0: Right.
1: So just bear that in mind. But so that's that's going to be coming uh, two weeks from now. That's right. So join us in the Discord. And if you can't join us live, because we know not everyone can, you can submit questions beforehand, beforehand yep. to us uh, in the Discord. You can DM either Carr or myself. Yep. Or you uh, can
0: email me yep. at car at the number three pagans and a cat dot com. Yep,
1: That's right. And we will be doing drunk divination. And if we, if like, if you have other like Q and A type questions, you can send us those too, and we'll
0: yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. I guess.
1: Okay, so I think that's all the housekeeping that we have. I think
0: that's it. Coming up. Also know that if you go to the Facebook group, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you can vote and or add potential episode episode topics for us. And we have uh, 22 or 23 episodes listed.
1: thank God, because now that we've moved to weekly...
0: Right, we're I starting need, to use them up quickly. I need
1: more content. Yeah, that's right. Um,
0: and our top one currently is different types of magical practices, a primer with 93 votes. Wow! all
1: really want that episode, huh? Apparently, so uh, don't be concerned. We will be covering every topic that you guys suggest.
2: Some question if some are not. Yeah, no, we're
1: going to cover all of them. The poll is just sort of going to prioritize the order in which we approach them. So the order in which I schedule us, essentially.
0: Yeah, because I control the I
1: control the scheduling. There's not much
0: about the podcast. Ode doesn't control.
1: Uh, except, Anymore. Except all the stuff car sets up and then doesn't tell me about. <laughs> well, Ode has it's the always, only
0: way I can get it done. <laughs> but, Otherwise, we'd have to have like meetings about it and like cars cutting it, through like, all the
2: red tape by just
1: not <laughs> communicating.
2: Yeah, that's that's correct. That's correct.
0: It seems to work.
2: But you have always, and I've mentioned this before, you have always wanted to kind of rule the world. Yes. So now you have your very own domineering own little world within <laughs> yeah. three pack to rule. Yep. yep. So it works. It feeds that need. <laughs> satisfies the, the control freak that's, that's right. never been very deep inside. That <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. I think that's okay. all I have yeah. I think that is everything. So we've got some things we know we're going to talk about, and I suspect we're going to ramble on them a lot. So before we get to that, let's talk about some of the like more on-topic stuff, <laughs> like Krampus, who I don't know a whole lot about. Other than he's like mean pan for Christmas.
2: <laughs> well, it's act- I've actually been doing a little bit of research into Krampus because I've noticed, especially in the last couple of weeks, a lot of people talking about Krampus, Krampus Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had Pat and Paul from Arts and Craft. Right. They went to a Krampus Day celebration, basically. Okay. I think uh, Detroit had a big old, you Krampus know, Krampus Night. Krampus, yep. Krampus is actually a Central European folklore character. Right. He's basically. like a Christmas boogeyman. He is. Basically, he's half goat, half demon. I (laughs) tell you, you he looks like mean pan. Yeah. He has an unknown origin. There is a theory that he's connected to a version of a horned god, Mm -hmm. perhaps, in the European folklore of the Alpine areas, which includes like Slovenia, parts of Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Bavaria, that 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 type of, that 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 whole region. region. And they believe- Is that the Blackwoods region? I think so. I'm not sure. Schwarzwald? I believe so. My understanding from what I've read is that the origins come from some traditions or some mm-hmm. uh, a deity some perhaps tradition. a local right. deity of from that area. As Christianity came into the area, these folklore traditions started to be syncretized, incorporated, right. and incorporated. And so, Krampus became a companion to Santa Saint Claus. Ni- well Saint Nicholas, yes. Sinterklaas. Yep. and basically where Santa was rewarding the well-behaved children. Krampus was uh disciplining, punishing the naughty, punishing the naughty children, mm-hmm. the ones who did not have good behavior. You do not just get coal when Krampus is around. No, no. It's really very interesting. And Krampus is actually an old high German word for claw. Okay. Krampen is the word. Traditionally, I guess, on Krampus night, which is, I believe, December 5th, yes. young men will dress up as Krampus and run around running amok, uh-huh. scaring Scaring children and women, according to what I was reading. But not men? No. All men
0: are too sturdy to be frightened apparently by Apparently, it's
2: women and children that they're, okay. according to what I read, that they go after to
0: be he, frightened. Here's the reason why. Okay. Is they all get hammered yeah. first. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Right? So inhibitions are low. Uh-huh. That's
2: true. But according to the tradition, they go to frighten children and women with rusty chains, hammers, and bells. I'm not exactly sure what the... The bells are to be loud, and the hammers and the chains are for murder. For threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, I, I didn't really quite understand the connection, but they believe that the chains and the hammers and the bells are could possibly also originate with house spirits known as kobolds or elves. The idea being that they could cause mischief or they could do housework for you basically. Huh. So they think that perhaps the the Krampus behavior of the bells and the
1: I could see the hammers that, maybe. And the hammers. I don't see the I don't things. see the chains and the bells being a house spirit thing, but I could see the hammers yeah. being like a could be
2: for housework. Could be, could for, be murder. for murder. You know. <laughs> so that it seems to be kind of a conglomeration of Christian, old Alpine tradition and mm-hmm. modern traditions, all kind of coalescing right. together.
1: And Krampus isn't the only like spooky Yule individual. No. Like there are other Santa Claus
2: companions, but I think Krampus is by far the biggest one. And the mm-hmm. most well known. now, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, I hate to say it, I don't find Krampus terribly appealing simply because he's being very, very mean to children.
0: <laughs> see, I find Krampus to be extremely appealing.
2: Because he's, because he's very being mean to mean children? To children.
0: <laughs> no, because I think it's just, at least now, it's all done in like... Right, come it's, in that's like, it's, it's sort done in mischief fun. making. Well, well right, and yeah. I
2: think it's traditionally it's done. I don't think they literally punish children, you know.
1: I you but, say that, but corporal
2: punishment did used to be a thing. Well, maybe back in the day
0: <laughs> it was a thing, but I was going to say I had corporal punishment at my Christian elementary school, so yeah. Yeah. But to me, like I'm just I'm like I'm looking at the Detroit Krampus night, which mm-hmm. happened earlier in December, and I wish we could would so oh, have gone. oh on December fifth. It was December sixth because it was a Friday, right? But it's supposed to be twenty days before Mm -hmm. Christmas, Um, but they had like a holiday-ish comedy show, a festive-ish short film festival. Well, I will say,
2: part of the tradition is games and dances and rebelies and things like that. So that is, it isn't all just being mean to children. Okay, okay. It's about about having
1: fun. Nice. Okay, see, I had always received Krampus mm-hmm. as mean pan for naughty children. That was the Krampus that I had was familiar with right. and do not care for. Right. But this all sounds much more like Saturnalia mm-hmm.
2: yes and yep. I think
1: that like topsy-turvy revelry yep. exactly. shenaniganry mm-hmm.
2: yep. some of this ritual and games and dancing and revelry that also comes from some of those older Alpine traditions mm-hmm. that have melded into modern day celebrations
0: they also had a bad gingerbread house
2: <laughs> that would be hilarious so, yep. basically it's taking it celebrate like, celebrate the
0: the opposite yeah the, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: that topsy-turvy
1: it's that component yeah, yeah. Of, um, very similar to a Saturnalia, yeah. Of like the worse things are, the better they are. Yeah yeah, 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 that kind of a thing. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is you mentioned to me earlier Advent because we do
2: yes very yeah. long Yule here As in our so house. house. To discuss how we, in a syncretized, I yeah. guess way, uh-huh.
0: celebrate Yule in and Winter Solstice in our home. Mm-hmm. Right. So because of my Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. I celebrate the 12 days leading up to Yule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the 21st. Which is right. the 21st. The winter solstice. Ode, because of their... Heathen, Heathen tradition. tradition, yep. celebrates the 12 days after
2: yep. Yule. And because I am a witch, I celebrate just the solstice. Just the
0: solstice. And kind of all of it. Well, but, I,
2: because I'm here, I, it, I do all right, of
0: it. Right, yeah, now. but because it's the 12 days... Leading up to, in the 12 days following, that's 24 days. It's a very
1: long holiday right? season for it us. Is.
0: But Advent, in Christianity... Is the 24 days leading up to Christmas yep. So I just you- thought it was funny that R212s equaled that 24 right. that was Advent it's just a different and really It made it's me just shuffled a
1: little further down the calendar yeah. Right, yeah. and
0: the reason why I thought of it To be quite honest is that They make an Advent beer uh-huh. And an Advent cider and mead box Where you pull a different beer or a different mead and cider uh-huh. On every day And now you know what
2: we're going to be doing <laughs> On our 24 <laughs> days of uh-huh. Yule next year Next year, year. Uh-huh. that's exactly right <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I find our celebration to be very meaningful because what happens in our home is Mm -hmm. Carr finds a log and he creates a Yule log for us by uh, carving in three holes, basically, for candles. Yeah, where we can stick uh, tea
1: light. Tea light
2: candles. And then... And at, we put that on the altar. And we put that on the altar. And this year, I decorated our altar. We in the past. Yeah,
1: so we didn't get a tree this year. No, uh-uh.
2: Because of the cat. Because of
1: the cat. And also because
2: trees are expensive. And, yeah, and also because we just money. don't have that
1: much I, of a really money like thing like right now. Trees. Car doesn't really like Car Christmas Car doesn't really yet. like Christmas trees. So, so what we did instead was Gwyn took out all the lights mm-hmm. and many of the ornaments that we have in the past put on the Christmas tree,
2: mm-hmm. and she just put them on the altar. And it's really neat, actually. And to be honest with you, I don't miss...
1: Yeah. Tree. Neither do I.
2: Because the altar has taken on that aspect mm-hmm. for me for the season. So we have all these candles and lights and we have little ornaments. and oranges and ornaments and, and things that sparkle and shine mm-hmm. and, and everything that uh, makes a, a Christmas tree special is now on our Yule altar, our our, yes. our public family altar mm-hmm. has become our Yule altar. And what we do after Carr has created the, the Yule log is we, every day, as, the sun, is going as down. the sun is setting, we go and we perform a ritual, basically, yep. of lighting all of these candles. We light the, whole bunch a candles. whole bunch of candles because we light the Yule log. Yeah, so we light the three tea lights in the Yule log. We do not light the log on fire. We light the candles that represent our gods yep. mm-hmm. and goddesses. We light the three candles that represent our three paths. Yep. Yep. And then I have a, a basically it's a wheel. Yep. A sconce on the wall yep. that with, has with has space for five tea lights. That's yep. right. And so it represents the five elements in in honor of my tradition as mm-hmm. a witch. We light all of those, and this year we've started the ritual by ringing bells, mm-hmm. and we've included various prayers to the earth. Yeah. And the winter goddess and solstice and, uh, we say farewell to the darkness and call back the sun. Well, not and, yet, right. we don't. Well, we're still leading up we're, to the waning well, we're, we're, well, like, we're acknowledging the waning acknowledging light. The waning light. Yeah. Because the longest night yet approacheth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. So we are we are acknowledging the darkness, looking forward to the future. You are. I'm kind of enjoying the long darkness. I'm enjoying (laughs) the long darkness. Actually, now as a Hecatean witch, part of what I'm learning to do is to embrace this time of darkness Mm -hmm. as a time of letting go of things that no longer serve Mm -hmm. and preparing for the new year kind of thing. So it's actually been... I have always found our Yule celebration, our 24 days (laughs) of Yule, to be very, very meaningful. And... these elements that we're adding have just mm-hmm. increased that enjoyment. Yeah. yeah and it's, then it's on really the
0: nice. 20th, for Ode, yes. we do... Yes, yes. Mother Night. Mother Night. I love
2: Mother Night. I'd never heard of it until Ode brought it mm-hmm. into our family tradition. you want to describe Mother Night?
1: Sure. Uh, mother Night is a heathen holiday. It's the night before Yule, and it's to celebrate the maternal ancestors and the Dissir and the mother goddesses who watch over us. So usually there's a feast. Traditionally, it would be like things that your female ancestors made, so like family recipes stuff like that, if you happen to have those kind of things. But it doesn't have to be.
2: Or if you're busy because you work, ham pizza. Ham pizza.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you have a little feast and... Because I do ancestor work, obviously, this is a, an ancestor holiday, essentially, mm-hmm. so set a little bit aside for the ancestors mm-hmm. and invite them to the meal with you and talk about female ancestors, so share stories about them, and this year, I'm excited, we have a recording for my grandmother telling stories about the strong women, about the strong women family. In, in the family, so mm-hmm. we're going to listen to that. I haven't heard it yet, so it's going to be new stories for me, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited. Excited for this Mother Night because we get we have this recording for my grandmother because she can't come out to visit us on Mother Night but we're gonna have this recording of her so it's gonna be very neat. And then we did a thing last year and I'll probably do it again this year where I write down the names of a bunch of the goddesses mm-hmm. and put them in a bag and everybody draws one and that goddess and her aspects are the things you should focus on moving on forward in, in, the, in, in, in the new year That'll in be the coming cool. year. Yeah, That'll so
0: so
2: cool. that's how we do Mother Night. Yep. I, I love it and it's a lot of fun. Yule, obviously. Yes. Yep. The, the next winter, day we do The Yule. winter solstice the next day with with more feasting, more feasting, more <laughs> candle lighting, gift, gift exchange, yeah. yep. either doing divination or playing yeah. a game of some kind yep. and just having Hanging a good out. time as a family.
0: Yep. yep. And everybody should have sent out their Yule gifts so just yes. to say if you're part of the Yuling you should have already sent Those should be out by now. Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Should be in the hands of the post office to deliver right. unto That's your right. recipients. Yep.
0: And I know some people have already gotten them because yep. some of them have posted stuff on Facebook Early, about yep. them and that's great. The other thing I wanted to talk about that I've talked about a little bit with Ode
2: was how as a child oh, yeah. I never realized but as I've looked back on it I believe I've been celebrating Yule since I was a very very small child because my mom her family always had Sinterklaas or Santa Claus deliver the Christmas tree.
1: mom's heritage is German. And
2: Norwegian. <laughs> and Norwegian, and Norwegian. Gwyn has, yeah.
1: Gwyn's heritage just German, Norwegian, and Danish, like straight through. Yep.
2: So my mom's family would have Sinterklaas mm-hmm. deliver the tree, and mm-hmm. so we would have this fake tree, and then wake up Christmas morning, and, and it would be magically transformed magically transformed into and then a live tree. Into a live tree, and it was or just well, this indentured. magical thing. <laughs> And then, but then, as I got older, my father won out uh-huh. went over his German traditions, where you just had the damn tree uh-huh. there the whole time, and he brought it in early right after Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and it was there the whole time and After that tradition started, which probably when I was six or seven, I would start sitting in front of that tree and just just admiring admiring it it, appreciating feeling the energy I didn't recognize what I was doing at the time she was low-key worshipping I was low-key worshipping my Christmas tree to be honest that was my mom and Uh I don't even think she realized it and it just occurred to me the other day when I was creating our altar, mm-hmm. well, a few weeks ago, when I was creating our, our Yule altar, and it had this same the very feeling, similar feeling, that very yeah. similar feeling, I realized i have been actually celebrating Yule this whole time and then inserting Christmas. Yeah, it says they did the same thing as a kid. We talked about the fact that we had to work really hard to insert Christmas. Yes. Into all into of our into my upbringing into the, mo- into the modern Yule, if you will, that, right. we were, that we were unknowingly at the time as Christians
0: celebrating. Yeah, I guess you know I've never really been big into any holidays. Really, no, you're not really so a holiday celebrator. Yeah, them. so it really hasn't. I actually probably do more for the pagan holidays than, than I yeah, ever did for <laughs> regular yeah, holidays.
2: You know, in the ancients, they used to bring evergreen boughs mm-hmm. into for Saturnalia and Yule and yeah. ancient celebrations. But then German Christians began bringing in the tree. The whole ass tree, yeah. And the whole ass tree and decorating it yeah. as a Christmas tree. But the song so that everybody's <laughs> saying, oh Tannenbaum, oh Christmas tree, it's to the tree. Right. It has nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. Even so, the more modern lyrics, yeah. it's it's all about the tree.
1: I'm not your your delivery on that is like, can you believe? But I'm like, yeah, obviously. For
2: me, it just like, for some reason, it just like holy shit. It <laughs> blew your mind. It blew my mind. I think it's because I realized. <laughs> I've been celebrating Yule all of my life. Celebrating the tree, that's
1: for yes, sure. Yes, I've been celebrating the tree for sure. <laughs> yeah, someone was asking in the Discord a couple of weeks ago now for Christmas songs that aren't Jesus-y. Yes. So, I recommend to you my personal favorite, which is Deck the Halls. I love Deck the Halls. It says Yule right in there. There is nothing
2: Christian in that song whatsoever no, in just, any of the verses. Just. It's all just, about Yule. Just celebration. Yule tied. Yeah, Yule, Yeah. <laughs> It's just deck in the halls. That's so
1: deck in the halls. And so now you, you also have O
2: Tannenbaum. hmm. Look for O Tannenbaum, not O Christmas Tree, because later versions of O Christmas Tree have added inserted God in mm-hmm. there. So look for the traditional O Tannenbaum translated
0: from the German yep. lyrics, and you'll get what you're looking for.
1: It, there's stuff out there. there Actually, is.
0: if you Google 131 non-religious Christmas songs, hey, mm-hmm.
1: hey, hey, hey.
0: you will find it on Spin Yay! Google. has 131 non-religious Christmas songs for your holiday playlist.
2: Spectacular! That's so. awesome. Because awesome. I do understand how hard it can be, especially if you're coming out of the Christian church, or you're coming out of your whole family celebrates Christmas, and maybe you, you just celebrate it secularly, and, and, yeah, or even secularly, and you just want to do something that's not Christmas-related. Mm-hmm. It can be a little frustrating when you're first starting out yeah, and trying to. It can be challenging to try to find those resources.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my all-time favorite Christmas Christmas song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I'm
2: deeply <laughs> unsurprised to yep. hear
0: this. Yep. Meet our friend at the Artful Egg. Our tiger, Michelle, invites you to her shop where she showcases her painted and carved Sugar Skull eggshells for the world to enjoy. Each piece is handcrafted and unique with a name and a style all its own and a desire to find a happy home with you. Every egg comes in a special box adorned with a note about the creation. Michelle has been sculpting her designs since 2015 and knows that you and your family and friends will love it. She also makes natural eggs, beautiful painted rockery and jewelry to share. As well as the sugar skulls, Michelle has designed an acorn egg which just happens to be the most popular egg that she makes, adorned with lentils and wood beads and hemp or leather hangings. Visit the Artful Egg at the Artful Egg .net. And we okay. can confirm. We it's can amazing. confirm. We have a one of those Our eggs,
2: beautiful. Yes. I love it. Every time I go past it, it's I, cute it cute. makes me smile. She does a beautiful job, and, mm-hmm. and you really do want to check out what she has to offer. And it makes a wonderful gift. Yeah. She sends it really well packaged. It's yep. very beautifully packaged. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Definitely visit her site. Are we ready to begin? You... We'll probably become a whole ramble. Uh, <laughs> we can. We All can. Right. Okay. Tell us about the nativity. <laughs> Well, first we should lead up to this. Okay. The one thing especially seems to be coming out recently mm-hmm. is, a, you know, people talking about the nativity and Yule and how those traditions have become meshed and how secular and so there's a lot of people talking about Christmas.
1: I was listening There's a lot of people in pagandom talking yeah, about Yeah, There's Christmas a lot of people
2: in pagan Well, part of that I think is because a lot of pagans still have family who celebrate Christmas right. or they themselves celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. as well as the solstice. You know, so it, And there are
1: a lot of there's a lot of great areas what, what I'm gonna there. call
2: mixed feelings. Yeah, there are there are some I would say feelings.
0: there's definitely mixed feelings. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: That's true. Some people are, are very frustrated. They feel like their traditions have been co opted and there's this whole well, like paranoid thing on the Christian side of the war <laughs> the against war on, Christmas, yeah, war you know. Christmas. all
0: this. And Finn just said his parents took it upon themselves to deliver a nativity set and then waited until he put it up before they left.
2: Are yeah. you serious? See, <laughs> yeah. That's what people have to deal with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, okay, that's actually a perfect segue. segue yeah. I was listening to my friend's podcast. This friend of mine and her husband—they used to be evangelical Christian; they no longer are. Uh-huh. Her name is Rebecca. His name is Charlie. Their podcast is free evangelic. They're very detail-oriented in searching out the truth, so they really get down to the nitty-gritty of things. And this was interesting, because I was listening to their, their latest podcast, and they were talking about the nativity based on the one and only prophecy that is in the Old Testament that is meant to be proof that a virgin would give birth to the Christ child who ultimately turns out to be Jesus, right? Right. That verse that says that this prophecy is about Jesus Mm -hmm. is from Matthew 1 22 and basically it says it gives the nativity story with you know the wise men and being Mm -hmm. born in a stable all those details. stars you know all the details saying that it was all done to fulfill the prophecy that I'm about to tell you about and that prophecy was found in Isaiah 7 14 and that prophecy says therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear son and she'll call his name Emmanuel. Well, here's where it gets interesting. And this is where Charlie and Rebecca were talking. The original Hebrew text. Of Isaiah. Of Isaiah. Back to the original Hebrew text before they used the Septuagint. There were three ways that you could say young girl and they all had different meanings. Right. The first one was young girl, like a child. Right. Which was nahara. Then you had Betula, which is the specific word for virgin. It okay. is a young woman who is chaste who has never had sex. Okay. Okay. And then there's a third word, Alma, which is a young woman of marriageable age. Right. So not specifically a virgin, just a young woman who could get married now. Yes, exactly. But the specific word for virgin is betula.
1: I'm going to take a wild guess and say that's not the word they used.
2: (laughs) In the the original Hebrew, the word used is Alma. And here's the thing. When you take the entire thing, because everybody's like, oh, that's about the birth of Jesus. Well, actually, when you take the entire verse into context. Isaiah was talking to King Ahaz at the time, who was the king of Judah. At the time, Israel was separated into two kingdoms. There there's was a lot of history happening There's a here. lot of history. So there was Israel and there was Judah. He was the king of Judah, and he was backstabbing the king of Israel okay. by politicking with the Assyrians. Well, Isaiah comes along and says, you need to ask the Lord for a sign to show you that you're not supposed to be doing this. And, he's, and Ahaz is like, no, I'm not going to do that. So Isaiah says this verse. This is where this verse comes in and so
1: the sign is about not backstabbing with the Assyrians yes
2: because after those verses it says when that child is born before the child grows to understand good and evil or you know right and wrong the Assyrians will come and destroy everything I am paraphrasing here people and that prophecy hundreds of years before Jesus this Isaiah prophecy was fulfilled okay then it was fulfilled through Isaiah's own family Okay. He married. He had a wife. He had a son. So this prophecy has already this been prophecy was done. fulfilled. It's one and done, done. One and done. But when they were looking to create a god out of Jesus, mm-hmm. they needed a fancy story <laughs> because they. So were, they just like combed through the Torah for prophecies. Basically, <laughs> basically, because what you're talking about, we're talking about hundreds of years later. We're talking about people who are trying. To appeal to the Greek and Roman world, and they were trying to appeal to a people who understood gods, who have been born out of extraordinary miraculous circumstances. Miraculous events. Miraculous events. They do miraculous things. These extraordinary birth stories, right? Like Athena springing from the forehead of Zeus right. kind of stuff. The theory is that they created the nativity story so that they could present Jesus as a God to these people. Okay. Obviously not everybody agrees, <laughs> but the idea is that the nativity story is created from whole cloth to appeal to Greek and Roman citizens.
1: and As part of a conversion
2: Yeah, process. to try to get them to understand Jesus as a deity, okay. as the ultimate deity that they wanted him to be and who they believed him to be. The other thing too is when they were translating these verses from Isaiah, they mm-hmm. weren't translating them from the Hebrew. They were translating, they were from the translating them from the Greek, the Septuagint, and here's the Into rub. Latin, probably? Yes. Into, yeah. From Greek to Greek and Latin. The Septuagint only uses one word, and that is for for all three of those. Right. Whether it's young girl, virgin, virgin, that word is parthenos. It can mean young girl, virgin, and in some contexts, young man. Okay. So that's this whole thing. All translators are traitors as they say. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and that's what you, the thing is you have to understand context but also people take the nativity story as a literal history. Right. When really just like with our stories, with our gods and goddesses, it is Mythology. Right. Yeah, it is meant it's, to convey a an idea, a concept of a deity, but it's not literal. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, it's it's mythically true, not literally true. Right.
0: Exactly. So and basically, what we're saying is the Bible is basically a two thousand year version of telephone.
2: Kind of. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, because you've got to realize they went from an oral tradition to written in Hebrew to then translated in Greek. and Except the letters, ex- which were always Which written. were, exactly. Right. And then you, and this is, I'm talking Old Testament. So. That's the Torah. Yeah, the Torah. But, like, right now, as we speak, there are 450 different English translations of yeah. the Bible. Right,
0: yep. Yes,
2: that's because <laughs> translators are, tra- it's, it's
1: impossible to do. So, translating is a shitty job, basically. A literal translation is isn't going to be accurate because it's not going to express the spirit of the original piece, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a interpretive translation is not going to be accurate because it's not going to express the literal words of the original text, Right. right. right? So there, and there's not a good middle ground between those two. You have to either decide, okay, I'm going to do a literal translation and that's going to be inaccurate or I'm going to do an interpretive translation, and that's going to be inaccurate.
2: Now, bringing this back around to Yule, all this very long, drawn-out history, thank you for your patience, if you look at the nativity in individual portions, you can find similar pieces of story in other origin stories of other gods and goddesses. I think the most common one they talk about is Mithras. Right, there's a lot of commonality between with yeah. the Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Oh, they took it from this and this and this. But there are enough similarities that they got the idea from these other mythologies and then created their own that would fit with their. Which I want to be clear,
1: none of this invalidates
2: like oh god, the mythology. No, no that's not how at all. My,
1: that's how all
2: mythologies grow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, it doesn't invalidate Jesus as a god. Right. He is a god because. For over 2000 years, people have worshipped him and accepted and prayed to him as a god. He is a god who deserves that respect and honor. Mm -hmm. Then you get the syncretization later of when Christianity becomes a big thing and they're trying to get people to convert and then they just, it all becomes a mishmash of Saturnalia and Yule and, and so we have modern Christmas, (laughs) (laughs) which literally has nothing to do with the biblical nativity narrative Jesus' birth.
1: Even though now they just kind of shove a nativity in the corner. (laughs) They just kind of shove it in there. We had
2: nativities when we were doing Christmas
1: when I was a kid. Yes, we did. We'd be
2: right under the Christmas tree. Under the
1: Christmas tree
2: in an attempt to sort of bring them together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We do have to be sensitive to Christians and to Christian witches. Or pagans Or 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 Christopagans, yeah. Because, as I said, this, it doesn't invalidate invalidate the nativity story or their worship or their celebration. The mythology is still authentic. Exactly.
0: Join our Tiger Amanda and Relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses. With fragrant scents and sparkling mica, you can also find a small selection of rollerball fragrances with a couple of dozens of options available. You're sure to find something you'll like at Wonderful Body Co.'s collection. This week, Ode is recommending The Blue Christmas with notes of fur and mint. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com. Or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash wonderful body I want
2: to try some of that. That sounds nice. Anyway, it looks like we've got some comments. Yeah, Squeaky from the previous says
1: it's like as a former Christian, I still respect and even sometimes talk to my previous deities, but mostly when I visit a church to be like
2: we cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I think my whole thing is it is what it is. You can still appreciate the nativity as a myth. The same way I, the I I right yeah. the same way
1: I appreciate all kinds of other mythologies that aren't
2: exactly. mine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hindu mythologies because I'm I don't uh worship those deities, but I Certainly, appreciate the beauty of their stories, yeah, so there was something you wanted to talk about about Jesus, yeah. We can yeah. skip it if you want. No, no, no! I'm talking totally,
0: about
1: Jesus a lot. You know, you I, I like,
0: actually really do want to talk a, about. Yeah. This.
1: So this yeah. is um, this is something Carr sort of stumbled on today, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and we're going to talk about it because we talked about the nativity and Jesus, so it's topical.
0: So I was reading on somebody's Facebook page about their view of the Rebel Jesus, mm-hmm. which is actually a Jackson Brown song, which I like the song. So it's <sighs> a good song. I, I dig, I dig that, but in in the comments, somebody said, yeah, it's about time we reclaim Jesus. And that's what For paganism, and I, was like, and I was like, what the fuck recla- are you even talking about? Reclaim
1: for whom and
2: from whom. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, he's, if you're, he's
1: with the people who've created him
0: already. In the first place. Which is why we said it goes with the nativity. Uh-huh. Right. I was like, okay, if you're Jewish and you want to reclaim Jesus... As, a, so, ju-
1: as a, a Jewish a, mystic, mystic, mystic or whatever. Right, Jewish yep.
0: mystic. Then I'm fine with that. Yeah. But as a pagan, reclaiming Jesus...
2: That doesn't make is any sense. ...is very
0: appropriative.
2: Yeah, and yeah. people like, we didn't take him. That's true. Right. And this is not a, like
0: a Christo-pagan or a Christian witch. So I'm fine with Christo-pagans who worship Jesus yeah. as the god of Christianity. That's what right. I'm saying. Right? Yeah. But it would be what, weird to try have... to take
1: him out of that context completely. Exactly. Right, and it put would. him
0: as one of my deities. and Unless you wanted a, to worship him the, as
2: the Jewish equivalent of a saint maybe maybe maybe. Yeah. maybe i mean it's just i've seen others also were saying almost sounds like a kind of a rescue mission like they feel like they need to rescue him from the religion that has surrounded him that's not and that's not but really that, how that religion works. is what created him
0: yeah right right and so i guess and this is one of the things i discussed with the two of you all earlier mm-hmm. was like i'm okay the fact that I worship a bunch of Celtic deities. Right. Mm-hmm. A, I follow a Celtic religion, so it makes right. sense that yeah. I would worship Celtic deities. But it's also very much a reclaiming for me, mm-hmm. rather than reconstructions, but a reclaiming of those deities and that religion as I we try to rebuild from what little bit we have. Right. Oh, and I know you're the, that same way with heathenism. Mm-hmm. You're reclaiming, reconstructing what you can, right. and building there's, something.
1: And in and, and a lot of cases, there's a lot a upg because i got like exactly three main texts
0: (laughs) so but i cannot imagine taking a deity from an unbroken tradition which is what christianity Christianity is is, it's an unbroken tradition and just basically co-opting that and bringing it into your faith without you having that faith as part of what you're doing
1: i don't know if you need to be a christian to work with Jesus, right?
2: Well, I think Tree Wizard Creations just asked a similar question. Devil's
1: Advocate, what if you are an eclectic, omnist pagan? So I don't know if you need to be a Christian to work with Jesus. I think you can probably work with him the same way
2: eclectic pagans work with deities from all kinds of pantheons. Well, for me, min- for instance, I work with Frigga and with Brigid and with Hecate. All three from different pantheons. Yes. yes. But
1: but I think what distinguishes that between working with deities from different pantheons as an eclectic worshiper, right, mm-hmm. and reclaiming a deity from his own religion... Yeah, there's definitely a difference. ...is that if you are trying to reclaim Jesus out of Christianity, what are you taking, right? What are you trying to do there? Right. Whereas you work with, like Frigga, for example, mm-hmm. with... A contextual understanding of her place in Heaven,
2: in work, the Norse pantheon. I work with her within the tradition from which right. she originates. You're originated. not You're not trying to reclaim
1: Frigga no. out
2: of the Norse pantheon.
0: No. And make so what What these people are trying to do is say that Jesus's miracles were actually witchcraft, and that makes Jesus a witch. And so, which I don't
1: think he would have considered himself one. No.
0: No. And so they want to bring him into. Witchcraft and say, okay, well, he's you know like a higher up in witchcraft, which I guess makes her tradition longer <laughs> than Gardner, but. Uh... <laughs> That's one, that's one approach. <laughs> I don't know. It's very awkward to me. This is probably the first time in the four years since I left Christianity that I'm like, whoa, hold on. Somebody's fucking with Christians.
1: Leave them alone. <laughs>
0: yeah, because we don't want them to mess with our
2: beliefs and, right. and deities and things like that. But we certainly don't need to fuck with theirs.
0: Right, exactly. You know? And so,
2: so here's my thing, though. Literally, if you
1: were trying to remove Jesus from the context of his religion, what are you taking? If I tried to
2: remove Loki from the context of the Norse pantheon, he would make no sense. Right. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can figure is that people are wanting to take him as a teacher because of his teachings on peace and love and things like that. But even then, you only can take part of what he taught. Yeah. Right. Because part of what he taught... some of what he taught was... Was pretty hardcore. ...was rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they want to take that piece. It sounds to me like it's, you'd almost have to cherry pick what part of Jesus is it that you want. Honor the fact that he is the Christian deity. Right. Yeah,
1: like, understand the context he's, he's from. You don't, like I said... I, Gwyn is not a heathen, but she works with Frigga, and that's Mm -hmm. fine. Right. I could probably work with Jesus. I mean, I've never successfully worked with Jesus, but I've also never really pursued working with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But, like, hypothetically speaking, I could work with Jesus and not be a Christian, and I think that would be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't try to, like, divorce him from his whole religious framework. Right. 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 Because that's why he's a deity. Right. Like is that, like I guess I can see an argument if you just want to work with Jewish mystic Jesus? Like mm-hmm. not Messiah, Je- like not Jesus Christ, but right. like Yeshua or whatever his name was in Hebrew? Hebrew, Yeah. yeah. So like, if you want to work with Yeshua, then I guess you can work with him in the context of Judaism.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. you
1: still have to work with him in the context that he came from, that right? Because like, All of his teachings came from the Torah. Not all of his teachings, but many of his Mm -hmm. teachings had foundations in the Torah, right? He was
2: a radical, but he was still Jewish. Yeah, Yeah. I think sometimes people forget that, that he truly was Jewish through and through. Yeah. He was teaching some radical shit for his time, right? But he was still a Jewish man, right? And he lived within the context of that religion, yeah. His disciples are so, are the ones who created the a Jesus separate deity, a, yeah. A Jesus as a separate deity and Christianity as a separate religion, yeah, that has literally that nothing to do after he died. with. It really has very little to do right. with Judaism anymore. So, more. so if you are uncomfortable
1: working with Jesus, the deity from Christianity, that's fine maybe Mm -hmm. try working with Yeshua, the Jewish radical. But like in both cases, you still have to consider the context of where they came from. Like that's
2: relevant to who they are. Yeah. And I do, I want to go back to what you said earlier too, because you were talking about the fact that, and I've heard this too, which is saying that he was himself a witch or something. And and no, I don't think in the context of his religious belief, which Mm -hmm. was Judaism, he would not have considered himself a witch witch, or a sorcerer or a magician or any of the, he, he probably, probably wouldn't even have considered himself a mystic. He might have considered he would have considered himself a prophet.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: And a healer, because that's what he did and and as far as the stories about Mm -hmm. him go.
1: I find it inconceivable that the Jewish radical Jesus would have considered himself a witch. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it seems really it seems almost disrespectful uh to try and to try and to put to that shoe- label, it's on like him.
2: a shoehorning
0: him yeah. right.
2: into a modern understanding, yeah. and Tree Wizard and taking him out of his
0: own context. Tree wizards said that they would rather they would probably place Jesus into the ancestors
2: mm-hmm. rather than yeah. the gods category. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, like I said, like they
0: also do MLK and Gandhi. Yeah, yeah.
1: or yeah. or like maybe into a saint position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that was a that, that was something kind of, we encountered today, today, and it was
0: yeah. really like,
2: bothering.
1: Car. Yeah, it was it was it was, and as soon as I became aware. But I was like, oh, no, that feels gross. I don't like that. (laughs) And
2: then that kind of led into the whole, well, let's talk about his his origins because right. that's how he became a deity was through right. this nativity or an origin yeah. story. It built from there. Cause the religious Christmas is this origin story. This basically. is his right. origin story as a deity. Mm-hmm. And then you have the young man building who, on the myth, it built on the, on the, the mythology with the and, miracles yep. and his resurrection and all that. But it starts with the nativity. Yep. People used to believe that the person of Yeshua of mm-hmm. Jesus was a myth that he was literally yeah. not a real person, which I think they've pretty much been able to get to a place historians and researchers, a large majority of them gotten to the place where they believe yes, there was an actual Person, and what I've seen is what what I've seen is maybe a couple of people. Yeah, right. And there was a there was at least a person Mm -hmm. or a couple of people who were turned like Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. A person who was very extraordinary young man who had radical teaching who Mm -hmm. ended up dying because of those beliefs. Yeah, and his believers, his followers
0: mythologized Uh,
2: mythologized him him and it just grew and grew and grew from there into what we have today which is a major religion and he is a deity which to remind you that's just how religions happen that's what happened to Estra, for exactly. God's sake. exactly we it, we
1: here on this podcast believe that Estra is real and valid yeah and that's ba- like she's at the very early stages of believers creating right. a god yep. exactly. basically we have seen In the 2,000 process. years maybe
2: Estra will be on Jesus's level right <laughs> and the you know and I was talking to my friend Rebecca and I was saying really kind of a shame because people who take this story of the nativity as literal as it really happened this way there was a star and there there were wise men and he was given these gifts and, mm-hmm. you know, born in a stable, escaped to Egypt, all the yada, yadas. If that framework is then proven or shown to possibly
0: mm-hmm. not
2: be what you think it is,
0: yeah, like it, with it the upends. words, then
2: it, it yeah. upends it because all you have to do is look at this verse that the entire yeah. nativity yeah. is based on. And it literally it invalidates, the whole, invalidates thing. Thing. Yeah. the
0: whole thing because of one word. Right. Yeah. Which because is why you then have to take everything as literal. Yeah, exactly. You know, Yeah. Because you can't take it, and you have to, like go with whatever
2: interpretation. And then it It becomes a situation of blind faith. You just choose to believe it, whether you can say, well, there is some question as to whether this is history Mm -hmm. or mythology, and then you have to decide, well, do I take it as history or mythology? Rebecca has taken it as mythology. As a person who I am devoted to Hecate and Brigid and and Frigga, I know that their stories are not history. I know that they are mythology, but that does not do anything to render my devotion to them as anything but valid. It doesn't reduce it. it doesn't reduce right. it. I can understand that my the stories of our deities are mythology mm-hmm. and it's perfectly fine. I wonder how much of this comes down to sort of
1: a materialist a literalist framework just just because we've sort of transitioned as a society into a very literalist, very materialist, like science based like and so in order to accept something as true, we feel like we need for it to have like a tangible explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Like spiritual yeah. Do you think that comes from the Enlightenment kind of Yeah, viewpoint? probably science. Science? No like listen, I love science. I'm just saying oh, so, like
2: yeah, we we are very much science. I'm, I'm very
1: I'm very pro science. I'm just saying like your spirituality doesn't have to match science exactly. for it to be valid. And And they
0: also are
2: different things. You can have them both separately. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be literal history to be valid.
0: Right. Unless it's spiritually.
2: It doesn't have to
1: (laughs) it doesn't have to be literal history to be valid spiritually. Spiritually, spiritually,
2: It does have to be literal history to be valid historically. And Uh scientifically. Scientifically. It makes me wonder if some of those people who said that um, they came from a Christian background, and they're trying to find. And they a way. had like a, a personal connection to had Jesus, personal, and, and they're trying to miss that. Yeah, and they and they miss it, and it's getting kind of misdirected, rerouted. Gotcha. It's getting misdirected. Maybe. That's that's the only thing I can think of for someone to say. We need to bring him back to paganism because, like, what? <laughs> what the it, fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it says nobody puts Jesus in a corner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. And that's true. <laughs> Nobody's y- y'all, y'all remember the flipping tables thing? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't take that shit. Yeah.
0: Join our tiger Lorelei in celebrating the longest night of the year with death-defying pieces from the Georgia-based shop Otherworld Creations. This shop features jewelry, altarpieces, devotional art, and decorative items fashioned out of the bones ...teeth, claws, and fur of departed creatures. Lorelei believes that these remains have their own energy and spirit... ...the same way that plants and stones do... ...and that these can be tapped into and worked with. Most of the remains used in Otherworld Creations are found already dead... ...and some are traded from hunters who would otherwise discard these remnants. You can follow Otherworld Creations on Instagram... ...at Otherworld underscore Creations Co. Find them on Facebook... Or contact Otherworld Creations Co at gmail for inquiries or commissions.
2: I did want to bring up one more topic because I've noticed several people in the in the Facebook group talking about the fact that you know they are now pagan or they've been pagan for a while. They've got family who's Christian. In fact, you know, Dan right. was just talking about you know the parents with the Getting nativity, harassed, right. with the nativity. harassed with the nativity. I thought we could talk about how do you go out handling family. Who is not as accepting? Like I'm very lucky, right? And that I my mom knows that we're pagan. She's yep. not necessarily happy about that. She's not, a fan. That. Right, She's not yep. a fan of that, but she keeps that to herself. Yeah, she doesn't you know, she, make it our problem. She right. she respects the fact that we have a different religion than she does. Mm-hmm. Three different, Three, Three different religions. Three different religions. <laughs> Four, if you count our son. Uh, so she respects that. And so when we go to see her for Christmas Eve or have her come here for to celebrations. see her for celebrations, we've managed to get past that as a, yeah. as we a do stumbling block. We do Christmas stuff. With yeah. my grandmother. We do Christmas. And Yule stuff with us.
1: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that just means we do double holidays. It's fine. Yep.
2: I know I couldn't do this with my sister. No. There would be confrontation. No. It would be a hot mess with your sister. So what I do with my sister is just avoid. Yeah. Right. We just don't get together That for is unfortunate. So unfortunately, sometimes that is sometimes that. the necessary step. To go to a Christmas celebration with my sister, it would come up. There would be drama, yeah. you know, yeah. of some sort. Someone would make some kind of comment. Something would happen, and then we would be in the position of choosing to defend our position or or just, uh, leave. It's not something people always want to hear, but sometimes it's just the truth. It's boundaries again. Boundaries. Boundaries are a thing, and if you are in a situation where Christmas with family would be very hurtful, yeah. Sometimes then it's better. Sometimes to it's not to... better not to go. Yeah. yeah you know and find other ways to celebrate. And I assume that sucks. Mhm. Can't relate personally. <laughs> the other option would be um not unlike when you come out to your family, I suppose. Just yeah,
1: you sit everybody down or well, not everybody. You sit down the people you are reasonably sure will have a positive
2: reception. Mhm. And, and you, you just, have a talk with them. You just have a talk with them or you just answer their questions without getting uh upset basically. So
1: here's something that sucks about coming out. 100% of the emotional labor you're going to have to do. Because the other people involved didn't have time to prepare for it. And so their emotions are just going to be whatever they are. Mm -hmm. uh, And you just have to be prepared to deal with that. Unfortunately, that means you don't get to like deal with your emotions about coming out. This is just a thing that Sucks about coming out in general. Mm -hmm. You you have to do 100% of the emotional labor. So make sure you are in a good place to do that emotional labor for your family before you come out about anything. Mm -hmm. Whether that's paganism or your sexuality or your politics or whatever. Like, if you have to tell someone that you are breaking with tradition or whatever, um, be prepared. Make sure that you're in a good place to take on the calm of that discussion. Finn says, At Thanksgiving, my wife's family asked me to say grace, so we had to go there. But they were chill as fuck. Okay, well, at least they were chill. That's
2: right. Yeah, Our Darren. on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, our Darren says, I see it the same way as when I go out with other pagans with different pantheons. disrespecting respecting that yep. they have different views and different ways of... Yep, different modes. Modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Id says, so, I've been an atheist for many years before becoming pagan. I'm very good at smile and nod. I don't bring up my views, but I
2: acknowledge theirs. And sometimes that's what you have to do. There's, like, we do not talk politics with my family. No, because I would would have to commit murders. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a topic that we just don't talk about. And so sometimes you have to take that standard. If We just don't talk about religion. And if they bring it up, you just, I leave the conversation. Yeah, you just
1: leave the conversation. Pablo says, I have let my mother know and she is just fine with me exploring and learning new things is how she put it.
0: That's cool, Pablo. <laughs> that's,
1: that's good. Yep. That's good. So, listen, that's sometimes, kind of yeah, that, exactly. That's exactly what you what my grandmother's like. She's yep. just like, I'm happy for you that you're having a good time. And she's not really, but she's trying very hard. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's, and right. that's what counts. That's right. Uh, Parsley Holmes says, my fiance's mom, is the one I'm worried most about. She is Eastern Orthodox and she keeps getting me crosses and things.
0: Oh
2: no.
1: I really don't know how to help it, so I just keep avoiding the subject. She thinks I'm awkward anyway, so it's been
0: working so far. <laughs> yeah. You can hang the crosses upside down and when she goes, "What are you doing?" you can go, "I don't know how these hang." No. <laughs> oh, okay. No,
2: let's not Let's drop shit. <laughs> <interrupt laughs> it. it just may eventually come to a point where you'll just have to be honest with her. Um, or or just avoid her yeah. like i just, do yeah or you just put up the crosses at in a in in one area to respect her yeah you or know? or if or only you, when she's yeah, coming over yeah if you know she's coming. she's coming yeah i've thought about that before cuz our house if you came to our house our house it's is very
0: unsubtle It's very, very unsubtle. pagan
2: very pagan we've got even if you don't know any pagan symbols
1: you walk into our house you walk around for 5 minutes you're going to find something that you're like Hmm.
0: The good news That's is right. my mother won't come in because we have a cat.
2: That's a cat. True. Yeah, the cat but
1: saves I have,
0: off mother, right.
2: Because Carr has not told his mom. And she had at one point made noise about maybe coming to visit. <laughs> I was sitting there going, "Oh shit, what do I have to take Where here? do I have to hide stuff? <laughs> Where do I have to put Which shit? Closets Which closets have enough closet space? Which closets have enough space to put stuff you <laughs> that know? she won't look in? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you just have to you have to do that until you are ready to confront the situation. Yeah, because yeah. like
1: I said, it's going to be emotional labor. Yeah, if if it's it's like coming out. Yeah, if it's going to be more emotionally draining for you to address the situation than to avoid it, it's okay to avoid it for a while. Like, eventually it'll probably reach a point where either... You have to deal with it or someone has to die. But until that time, you can usually just sort of put it off. All
2: right. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's everything. I think so. Hopefully this didn't get too far off the rails for you all. But
1: (laughs) I know we veered a little bit off of Yule, but frankly, we did a whole
2: episode about it before. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And we covered just about
0: everything. That's
2: true. And again, we will not be recording next week. Yep. We will be celebrating Yule, and so we wish you a very blessed and happy Yule Mm -hmm. and winter solstice.
0: But yeah. we will see you on the 28th for Drunk Divination. Yes.
2: <laughs> we will reconvene with you after you will. That's right. Yep. That's right. All right. Well, we love you guys, and you can find us at...
0: Google. Just type in Three Pagans and a Cat.
1: 3 That's the number three. Pagans and a
2: Cat. Dot com, And you can find us on Patreon. Don't forget, there's those new, uh, perks. Or yeah. Th- yep. yeah. Yeah. new things. That yeah. You
0: stickers, can, mugs, and, and t-shirt, uh, t-shirts. T-shirt. Yep. Yes. Depending yeah. on which one you sign up for. That's so that's
2: right. And let's see, there's the Patheos pagan blog, three yep. pagans and a cat. Just if you Google three pagans and a cat, Patheos pagan. Yes. You will find us
0: or if you just google 3 pagans and a cat it'll be you'll there find on, the, that on the
2: first page of google and <laughs> our
0: and instagram and, and our twitter and our youtube and everything so that's why i just say just google, google us. yes yep. google
2: us. yep and join the facebook group if you haven't yet and yep. the
0: discord, yep. the discord. And all <laughs> these fun things all right you can stop it now you've been listening to 3 pagans and a cat find out more information at www.3pagansandacat.com